Barnes hits one high. It's a deep. Yes, yes. What is up, everybody? Ooh, we got dogs barking. Yes, that means the dogs must be live tonight. The dog I picked, the dogs I picked weren't live tonight. But welcome, everybody. Thank y'all for joining us. I'm Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Lats joined with my man, Mister Swerving Irving Washington. How you doing tonight, brother? I'm doing all right. Just got home, chilling. There we Ready go. To talk some sports. Hell yeah, man! Big day, big weekend. Uh, man, just awesome, awesome sports going on. Game three, NHL Stanley Cup, which we're gonna get to momentarily. But I do have to mention we are being brought to you by Tavour. Make sure to go to tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code Taproom for ten dollars off your first purchase of twenty five dollars or more. With that being said. NHL, Stanley Cup, Game 3. Look at this guy's hair, dude. He's everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> Anyways, NHL, Stanley Cup, Game 3, Irving. After Game 2, 7 nothing. Colorado beat the living shit out of Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, big bounce back game, though. They come in, take care of business at home, win 6-2. to two. Um, You know, do you think that this gives any kind of energy to Tampa going forward? Do they actually have a chance in the series now? Honestly, I think they they got life now because if they would have lost tonight, it definitely would have been over. So they might be able to carry this momentum on because we've seen what they did against the Rangers, came home, got a big win, and it changed on the dime for them. So hopefully that doesn't happen because I don't want to see them three-peat. <laughs> <laughs> the city of Tampa just we already this already. Yeah, I mean I felt like uh well first of all, the Avalanche aren't the Colorado. I mean the Colorado yeah. Avalanche aren't the Rangers. They're a much better team. But I felt like I said this last night on the pod with Ben and I said I wouldn't bet this game because you know, this is a must win situation for Tampa Bay. However, I'm not really interested in fading Colorado at this point. So mm-hmm. if I do think that there's a game that the Tampa Bay Lightning were going to take, it was going to be this one. And they played like it. They played like it was a must-win game. Um, and I fully anticipate Colorado bouncing back tomorrow, or Wednesday, I'm sorry, when they play game four. Because Colorado's just a, they're a much better team, dude. And, you know, some things didn't bounce their way. Because, honestly, in that first period, I thought Colorado was a better team, and they ended up being down. Um and then, obviously, Tampa Bay just kind of took over. But, you know, Vasilevsky stood on his head. You got to give him kudos for that because Colorado shot, like, over 40 shots 
39 shots on goal. They outshot Tampa Bay. And Vasilevsky was able to hold his own, which we've seen him do before. And yeah, he looked like the he looked like the old uh, Vasilevsky that people were used to tonight. Yep. And another yeah. thing is too is uh you know Ben alluded to it last night as well that the Tampa Bay Lightning have to stay out of the out of the penalty box because Colorado is really good on the power play. They they were able to do that. Colorado they were two for four on their power plays. That's where they got both their goals. Um, but you know Tampa Bay was able to stay out of the penalty box. What is concerning going forward is that Tampa Bay only won for six on the power play tonight, dude. So yeah, that was that was pretty bad. Didn't they still score six goals. Yeah, in <laughs> in Colorado, they led the NHL this year in uh, goals on five on five. Like they w- way outscored their opponents by almost two goals a game in five on five play, which was by far in a way the best in the NHL. So I mean that's that's great if you're Tampa Bay, but it's also concerning if you're not capitalizing on those power plays because you're going to have to take advantage of those if you're going to win this series dude you're not going to beat yeah, colorado was... five on five for three yeah. more games yeah they power play killed and pretty much lights out and and when they do on the power play well that night those two for four for the season they're like 30 some percent so that's pretty damn high so yep. their power play is pretty lethal <clears throat> that's what colorado does man he's coming at you in waves um, I don't even know if there's a lineup for tomorrow for Wednesday. Let me see here. As you can see, I'm uh, not well prepared. Yeah, we had one close game and two blowouts, so hopefully we get some more. Looks like a pick em. so minus one ten on each side, so no no favorite mm-hmm. right now. And then the over under, I'm assuming is six. Yeah, it's six. Yeah, we're six tonight. Which I would definitely take the over. The over's gone mm-hmm. over in every game. Tampa Bay went hit the over by themselves this game. Colorado hit the over by themselves last game. So I think it's a pretty safe play to take the over um, with all these games. I fucking took Colorado over two and a half goals today because I was like, oh, even if they lose, they're definitely going to put up three goals. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, that wasn't the case. So I ended up taking an L on that. And then those fucking Bad shitty beats. angels. Shitty Angels, shitty Diamondbacks. Oh, I mean the Diamondbacks were a dog, but it was Brewers looking... held it. The Brewers held it down, though. Brewers, that was my favorite play of the day. Brewers, I was all over. Uh, Diamondbacks, they were doing okay. They just they can't hit very well, and that was my concern too. Was that Darvish has been great at home, but I was like, yeah, no, no Manny Machado though, and he's really been like their offense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then in the then in the, in the first inning, they had what two men on. Darvish threw 33 pitches, and I was only able to score one run. I'm like, yeah, this yeah, probably ain't the not game. Not looking good. Not looking good after that. And if you're the Angels, you know, going against Bubich, and then you, like, make him look like an absolute fucking top-of-the-line starter, dude. Yeah, then you throw Cindergard out there in the eighth inning. You know, he only had 80 pitches, but he wasn't mm-hmm. looking good. And they throw yeah. him out there, and he gives up a fucking two-run home run, and the game was fucking over at that point. Yeah, that fastball didn't look live. His even his curveball didn't look had too much life on it. It was as, as the game went on, his pitches got his pitches got more and more hittable. And he's been so inconsistent it. all year, bro. Yeah, the Royals took full advantage. Yeah, O'Neill Cruz had a big debut. Yeah, Damn, he, I wish my I wish my Dodgers could have kept him. <laughs> yeah, he, he looked good. Um, you know. Unfortunately, he plays for the Pirates, so... Yeah, he'll probably be traded in three years. <clears throat> yeah. The other thing is, is, like, 
Well, I guess they, they develop guys a little bit, but I feel like they have, like, such, like, Gregory Polanco. You know, that guy was a top prospect. Nothing really ever came of him, but they, you know, they did have Starling Marte, Garrett Cole, so. Chris Archer. Wait, no, not Chris Archer. Uh, the one they traded him for. Uh, Tyler Glass now. now. Yeah, but that guy can't stay healthy. Yeah, he can't stay healthy either. That's the problem with him. The Rays have a bunch of those guys that just seem they just can't stay healthy, but they got electric stuff when they are healthy. Yeah, and then the Rays could have won the day too, man. The Yankees be getting so damn lucky. Dude. I thought that low was a home run. He missed that shit by Bro, that off the bat, dude, like the sound, like just how fast it came off, I was like, dude, that's a home run. Like that shit's yeah. out of the park. And that shit literally like just died at the warning track, bro. Like that shit went from like 110 miles an hour to like 50 miles an hour, hella quick. That shit looked like it hit a wall and then just dropped. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and then G Man Choi, runner on third, Glaber Torres, G Man Choi, they throw the ball to him for an out at first, and the dude drops it. Like literally in his glove. It wasn't like he had to stretch or anything. Like it was a routine play. It just fell out of his glove. Like, you know, little league type shit, dude. That was horrible. Absolutely horrible. Here we are going on in baseball. Anyways, who do you like game four for NHL Stanley Cup? Let's bounce back to that real quick. I'm going to ride with the Avs. I wanted them to do the sweep, so Avs in uh, five, hopefully. Yeah, no, I think if they win tomorrow, I think it's definitely over in five for sure. If Tampa wins tomorrow, it's either going to be six or seven, more than likely six. Colorado's got to stop playing with their food. Yeah, that's what they definitely got to do because they clearly look like the way better team. Yep. So I, I fully goalie kind of suspect, but they can overcome that. Yeah, no, I mean that's what, that was our weakness because mm-hmm. we all knew that coming in from all their series. But they're so talented, uh, it overrides it. Yeah. So I'm definitely looking f- for Colorado Avalanche to win this series. Let's talk about some NFL win totals, which we do every single Monday. So every Monday we've been going through um, every NFL division. We're about to hop into college football divisions as well. What is that? Two weeks? In two weeks? Yes, sir. We'll hopefully have Brian Lewis on. Um, we were trying to get him on today, but he's obviously three hours ahead of us, so it's a little bit difficult at night. But ho- hopefully he'll be on, and hopefully we can get Gibson on too for some college football. So y'all definitely going to want to tune into that because this college football season is going to be fucking phenomenal. I think there's going to be more parody than usual. Kind of. A little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Bama's still the best team, but those days are coming to an end, Irving. They are coming yeah, to an hopefully end. They, hopefully they enjoy it because the sleeping giant out west is waking up. Miami's got some pretty good recruit, recruiting momentum going. You know, it might take Chris Ball a year or two to get it get it together. But well, I think I with think the transfer they, portal now, you can literally flip a team in a year. Yeah, you can, but he has a little bit more to deal with as far as, like, facilities and alumni support, getting all that back into the program. So once he do all that, I think he'll write that ship. He was a – I don't know why they didn't hire him a couple years ago. They probably would have been rocking and rolling by now. Um, they're Miami. Yeah, they've been making some questionable decisions just like us. Yeah. You, you just think that, like, because of your pedigree – of like your program's history that anything you do will fucking turn to gold when that's not the case. Definitely not. And then you also have egos that play a part and it's, it's just a whole mess, dude. Politics, you know, it's basically what it is. We got it. We we got it together though. 
We did. It took us fucking <laughs> what fourteen years, but we finally. <laughs> but let's let's talk about these AFC East win totals. So I got them up on the screen here. Um, we got the New York Jets five and a half games. The New England Patriots at eight and a half games. Miami Dolphins at nine games, and then the Buffalo Bills, who have this, they're tied for the highest win total with Tampa Bay at eleven and a half. Um, so we'll, we'll go bottom to top, and then we'll talk about these uh, these teams. So let's start with the New York Jets. So obviously, pretty much consensus that everyone agrees they had a great draft. Um, Zach Wilson looked much better down the stretch last year, which I think everybody also kind of agrees on. However, I think people are putting way too much into um, into their draft this year. Because their draft, yeah, while it was good, it's not going to come and help them right away. Right? Because this opened at five. It's been bet up to five and a half. What's your thoughts on the New York Jets? Uh, they improved their O-line. They definitely improved their defense. They had a pretty good offseason. I liked what they did with the uh, their draft. Probably the biggest winner of the draft. Getting three top fifteen players, yeah, and they got uh, an edge rusher who many thought could be a top five, top ten pick. They got a they got um, they got Sauce Gardner, yep. and they got Garrett Wilson. So they given uh, they got they given Kyle, what's his name, Wilson. Wilson. Uh, they're giving him the weapons that he needs to be successful. So I like what they're doing. I'm gonna take the over on them. I think they go over five and a half. Man, I, I just don't see it, Irving. They start out against Baltimore, then they go to Cleveland, then they have Cincy, then they go at Pittsburgh. They could literally start 0-4 right off the bat. Then they have Miami, and then go to Green Bay, and then go to Denver. They could be 0-7 right off the bat. Oh, damn. They second have got to be way easier. So after their bye, so, dude, they could literally go into their bye without a win. Listen to this, dude. Okay. They go Ravens, Browns, Bengals, Steelers, which is a cool – I mean, I still think Steelers are a better team than them. Yeah, they got a better defense for sure. Miami. Offensive line is Swiss cheese, though. Yeah, that's true. Miami, Green Bay, Denver, New England, Buffalo, and then they're by. So, oh, damn, they might not make – who's this? They might not – they can start 1-9, 1-10. And then they go – right after they're by, they, play, they go to Foxborough. And That's then, another loss. Yep, and then they play the Bears, which they can win. Then okay. at Minnesota, which is a tough game. Yeah, that's a, probably a loss. At Buffalo. That's a loss. That's a loss. Detroit, it's a coin flip. Coin Jacksonville, flip. coin flip. Seattle, coin flip. At Miami. So, I mean, they, they could go over five and a half, but, I mean, I think five and a half is pushing it, dude, because I, yeah, I don't think there's six guaranteed man. wins here. Yeah, they first they first ten games is pretty damn tough. Brutal, damn. damn. I, might, I might have to take the under on this one. And well, it depends on how depends on how Zach uh, how uh, Zach Wilson and the rest of the guys come out playing because the O line should be better. They're gonna have better weapons. But their defense was so bad last year. Thirty second against the rush DVOA, uh, and thirty second against the pass. They were literally dead last DVOA in everything, and that's very rare to see. And that's that's terrible, dude. That's what I'm yeah, saying. But like Wilson, a, but, draft um, this Carl, year isn't gonna do it. Carl Lawson got hurt. When Quentin Williams, I know Quentin Williams missed a good amount of games. Uh, I don't know, man. If they can stay healthy, nah, Sauce is definitely gonna Sauce is definitely gonna prove that defense day one, though. 
Um, we gotta, I gotta look and see what they did with the rest of their, with the rest of their, oh, uh, their defense, because, because you know, what's the name's pedigree is defense. That's pretty much why he got hired as a coach coming from the Niners. Yeah, and his yeah. defense went backwards because that defense was actually decent two years ago. Yeah, actually, yeah, it wasn't that bad. It was like top fifteen DVOA in twenty twenty in um twenty twenty, and then it goes completely fucking backwards. Because I do think yeah. they they spend a lot of um assets on the offense. You know what I mean? Because like their offense was like in dire need of fucking assistance. <laughs> Where I think they kind of lost sight of the defense, dude. And yeah, Sauce is gonna. Yeah, they had a they had a good draft. They got Bryce Hall. I don't know, man. This draft probably pay off two, three years from now. But yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not gonna pay off this year. Yeah, that defense got to get a lot better, man. If they was 32 and against the run in the past, oh, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I'm at, thinking more about it. I liked what they did in the offseason, but looking at that schedule, I had to go under. Bro, I put a I put a wager on them going over five games, and now I'm gonna put one on them going under five and a half, dude. <laughs> yeah, because that schedule is pretty damn brutal. That's crazy for them to finish in last place and get a schedule like that. Yep. Well, I mean, it just so happens they have to play the fucking um, AFC North. You know what I mean? So that's a tough division yeah. already. Here. Yeah, that's that's a really tough division because damn, you got potentially three teams make the playoffs. Yeah. In that division, if one if what to you quarterback? It's fucking guy already get... yawning, dude. Ten oh six p.m., dude. I... <laughs> does it if one team's quarterback doesn't get suspended for the whole year? So we'll they, see. They better hope not. Yeah, because if he gets suspended, that's what damn near fifty million in dead cap. That's all bad. I still think I mean, they would beat the Jets even without Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I know they would. I mean, they would have to promise Baker the world. <laughs> Let him play. Well, they got Jacoby. Yeah, Jacoby's proven he could be a. a He's basically a, a, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, an okay quarterback. He could he could scramble. He was better than Tua last year. Yeah, he just turned the ball over a little too much for me. And then getting the we finna get the Tua in a bit. I'll. I'll hold off. I'll hold off what I'm gonna say about him. All right, we're gonna get there momentarily. Let's talk about the New England Patriots. They they're over under win total eight and a half here. This is where I was really hoping to get Brian on because uh, for those that don't know, Brian is from New England, uh, so he's pretty tapped in there, knows a lot. And I know me and him have a little bit differing opinions on this team this year. I'm a lot more. I'm a lot higher on New England than than other teams, and it has nothing to do with their quarterback. Um has more to do with their defense and their head coach than anything. Although I do think that fucking Bill Belichick is starting to show signs of being senile <laughs> a little bit. Um, Looking at their schedule, Mac Jones is going to be a decent QB. I think they could do a better job of getting them some more weapons. Their draft was, like, totally baffled me. I don't know where they was going with their draft. Yeah. They did a strange pick with their first pick, and then after that, it didn't nothing really impress me with that draft. So, and they haven't really drafted well in a while yeah, at all. So, and then Bill just know how to develop players and get the most out of what he has. So the defense is always rock steady. I can't even remember a year where they've been outside the top ten. I think wasn't that the Super Bowl year where I think the defense was like middle of the pack. But ever since, but then, then they the played defense, well in the playoffs. Yeah, except the defense, against. Man, uh, Kansas City. Yeah, the defense for the most part of my shit, better part of my lifetime, always been top 10, top 5, top 15. So, yep. 
That is his bread and butter, his defense. So, but looking at their schedule, they start off with Miami, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Green Bay, Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago, the Jets, then the Colts, and then they have a bye week, week 10. They could go four and three, five and two there. Yeah, because I think they could beat Miami. They could beat Pittsburgh. They lose to Baltimore, Green Bay, beat Detroit. They should be. Um, They'll definitely beat Cleveland if Deshaun Watson doesn't play. Yeah, I think so. I think they beat Cleveland too. They beat Chicago. Yeah, it'll be the dark and they beat shit the out of Chicago. So they, should, they could start. Oof, damn, eight and eight and two. Set, I mean, eight and one, seven and two. Because I only see they not beating Green Bay. They not beating Baltimore. But they could definitely beat everybody else. They might lose to Indy because Indy's. Yeah, it should be improved, especially with the O line being healthier. Yep. Um. Yeah. So I see one, two, three, four, five, six, six, maybe seven wins in their first nine games. Mm-hmm. Then the back half, they got the Jets again, Minnesota, Buffalo, Arizona, Las Vegas, Cincinnati, Miami, and Buffalo. Now that's where it gets hard because they're gonna beat the Jets again. They might beat Minnesota. They always play Buffalo tough. For some reason, Josh Allen can't go off against them. So they'll win one of those games between Arizona and Vegas. Yeah, I think I'm a, I might take the over on this one, honestly. Yeah, I like them over too. I like them about nine and ten wins. I think they're gonna make the playoffs this year. Yeah, because they could beat the Raiders for sure. Yep. <laughs> uh, they might not beat the might not beat the Bengals. I got them sweeping Miami. Yeah, I think they could win one of those games against Buffalo. I'm gonna take the over. Yeah, I like I like the over on this team too. So right now we're kind of lockstep. We like the under on the Jets, over on the New England Patriots. Last year, Ben and I had a wager. I said that the Patriots would finish top five DVOA in defense, and he said they wouldn't, and they finished number two. So much improved defensively. And they also lost guys last year. Like, they lost Stephon Gilmore, and they were even better defensively. But they had J.C., though, and they lost him this year to the Chargers. Yeah, but they, they always seem to have a good defense. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? Like, that's the one early, thing they do well. Yeah, early reports coming out of camp that Jack Jones been setting it on fire. He was a fourth-round pick out of ASU, so they saying he might even start as a rookie. So, Belichick got enough trust in you to start as a rookie. You're pretty damn good. So Yep. And we'll the, see how that goes. The but, one thing I was gonna talk with with uh, Brian about because you know he's not high on Matt Patricia being the OC, and in my opinion, like I get it, Matt Patricia is not a head coach though. So like what he did in Detroit, I kind of just throw away. Like he's a very intelligent individual, dude. He's a fucking rocket scientist. So I don't care about defense or offense. The guy's gonna be able to scheme. You know what I mean? And, like, look at Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley started his career out as an offensive coach. He was a quarterback coach, like, two years ago. And then he was a defensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. So, in in my opinion, like, if you know football, you know football. You could coach both sides of the ball. Like, you could scheme. And when you're a coordinator, that's basically what you're doing. You're basically scheming guys, and then your position coaches are coaching the players, right? So, I think Matt Patricia is going to be just fine. I don't have any concerns about him. Will it be a little bit different to go from a defense to offense? It very well could be, but, I mean, this is an organization that, you know, if, if Bill Belichick trusts him to do it, 
I have to imagine yeah, he's going to be able to do it. I definitely wouldn't doubt Bill's coaching hires or football acumen. So yeah, if he, if he felt comfortable enough to hire that dude as his OC, he's going to let it ride. Now they offense will look different because Josh McDaniel's been the OC forever. So, but they'll probably do the same exact thing, dude. They'll probably be the same because you got to remember Matt Patricia and McDaniel's coached together for a decade. Yeah, so I think they'll be all right. I think it's going to be a seamless transition. I think that's why they kind of did it. You know what I mean? I, but honestly, I think uh, I think they need to um, give what's the name more uh, more control over the offense and give him let him throw more shots downfield because all that dink and dunk is not working out and trying to base everything they, off the run game. They might have just done that last year because he was a rookie. You know what I mean? Because there yeah. was there was times where like they kind of let him sling it a little bit uh, they didn't really like let him loose that much but I think that was by design and I think this year we're gonna see a little bit more open offense from the New England Patriots hopefully so we'll see you know we can only guess right now uh all right let's go on to this next team because I think we're gonna be in lockstep here too so we got the Miami Dolphins, nine games here. Obviously, a big offseason for them. Hire Mike McDaniel, so now they have a black head coach. Um, you know, after we they sure fired Brian Flores. <laughs> we sure that guy's black. <laughs> I mean, apparently. <laughs> um, and then they trade for Tyreek Hill. I mean, what's your thoughts on the Miami Dolphins here? This is uh, They're really turning it over to Tua, man. Like, we're going to find out what Tua is all about. And I know you love Tua. Yeah, I did, but he, I don't love what I see in the NFL. He looks like a totally different quarterback than he was in college. So, Man, I was saying. I think everyone I'm going to take the haters. under, but now you see he had, what, four wide receivers drafted in the first round off that team. So yep. it's looking like it was more of the offense than him. But I'm a, uh, unless he can start pushing the ball downfield more consistently and uh, instead of all them jail breaks and screens and hitches and – yeah, because Jalen Waddle had a hundred and something catches, barely cracked a thousand yards, so that wasn't a good sign. Nope. Tyreek Hill is coming from being the best deep threat in football with Pat Mahomes, who could probably throw the ball farther than anybody not named Josh Allen. So he's going to definitely have to adjust to Tua, yep. his style, and how they uh, who did they hire as the OC? Uh, Mike McDaniel's their OC. Oh, the guy. Oh, so he's running. He calling plays too. Mm, it's gonna be more the West Coast system. I don't know. They got to be able to throw the ball downfield, though, man, because defenses are gonna start sitting on everything if they don't. They're gonna what? Tyreek gonna be a decoy? He just run out, run as fast as you can, and we'll. I mean, something. that might be what he's gonna be. I'm telling you, bro. I just see disaster written all over this Miami team, and I feel like we go through this pretty often in the NFL where like a team makes like a bunch of acquisitions and like, they're the team that's talked about and Oh my God, this team's going to be so good. And then they just end up being total fucking dog shit, dude. <laughs> and I kind of feel like that's how this is going to go, dude. Like I, I do not think this is going to be great. Tyree kill. You know what? I, like he's going to learn very fast that Tua is not Patrick Mahomes and life is going to be very different for him. And I'm telling you, bro, Wide receiver, wide receivers are divas, dude. Yeah, they are. But I think he's thinking more of it like, I got a ring already. I wanted the money. Yeah, I mean, he got a bag, but he could very well be like, damn, dude, I left fucking Kansas City. Where? Oh, he's definitely going to have, he's definitely going to miss being with Mahomes. It's like, 
I think uh, Devontae Adams is going to miss having Aaron Rodgers. Now, he went to play with his best friend. You can't fault him for that, and he got paid in the process. But I don't think he's going to have the same numbers that he would with Aaron Rodgers that he's going to have with a Derek Carr. So it's, you know, his levels of being a quarterback. So, and like they said, undisputed, he'll just went from having the best quarterback to a quarterback that's not probably not even half of what uh, Patrick Mahomes is. So I just hope he was, he thought that decision through and just didn't look at the commas, but I think he going to, he probably, he definitely gonna probably have a thousand yards. He won't, have like those game breaking touchdowns unless he takes a screen 80, 90 yards or 70 plus yards. Cause I doubt he's going to be running down the field and the ball's traveling, travels 40 plus yards in the air and he got to run and catch it. Yeah. And I also think that defense isn't going to be as good. Like, it, yeah, they lost, they lost a lot on defense too. And, and they were one of the best, they were one of the top defenses in 2020. They kind of took a step back last year. They weren't even a top 10 defense. And I always say the hardest thing in the NFL to duplicate is turnovers. We never see a team that is like consistently great top of the league at turnovers duplicate that over and over again. And that's a game changer, dude. That's what made Miami so good two years ago. And then last year, I'm not going to put a ton into their win streak because they played a bunch of dog shit teams. You know what I mean? Similar to the Eagles. Well, yeah, they won those games, but then when you see them play good teams, they get fucking manhandled. <laughs> and that kind of tells you, like, where they're at, where they're at as a team. And now you're telling me the best part of their team got worse, and we're really banking on Tua to take a step when he's shown us literally nothing to make me believe that. We're literally just banking on hope. You know what I mean? So the smart bet, in my opinion, is taking Miami under. Yeah, I'm taking them under. Now this now Tua could step up and be great, dude, for all we know. And I'll eat crow and I'll come on here and say I was wrong. But for me to make that prediction, like that's literally me just making a fucking prediction without bat without anything backing it. You know what I mean? Because he's shown us nothing to be able to make that prediction. Now, if you think that Tyreek Hill is the answer and uh who else Jalen Waddle and all the guys they drafted, they know that's great. I just don't see it happening. They also don't have a run game. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Mike McDaniel was able to come in there and change the run game right away. I don't know. Well, hopefully the running backs can stay healthy because I know they had a whole bunch of injuries last year at running backs. So their running back to start the year is Miles Gaskin. That will fucking suck. I had what him about, on fantasy, uh, bro. Trust me. <laughs> he was did, not uh, good. Did they keep uh, the dude from San Francisco, the fast dude? Mostert? Yeah. No, then, was it him or was it the other one? Because, you know, they had three good running backs. I know two of them left. Well, I think they just signed Mostert, though. Okay, then, then yeah, yeah. Hopefully he can stay healthy. He could be a solid back. Yeah, but he hasn't shown he could stay healthy. He's yeah, hurt so that's one thing. So, so I'm yeah. saying. There's just too many question marks, dude, and nine games Way is a many. lot. Then you got a, then you got a first, first-year head coach on top of that, so – Yep, and I think uh, I think that Mike McDaniel situation could be very similar to Matt Patricia in Detroit, where if things go south pretty fast, like he's going to lose that locker room because he's never played professional football. He's, you know, he went from a quarterback coach to an OC in one year, so he ha- he doesn't even really have a ton of experience, you know. At and the he NFL didn't call level. plays either, so yeah, and he didn't call plays. So I think there's a lot working with him. I mean, he could be a great. Scheme, scheme guy, but like I was saying with Matt Patricia, dude, there's there's head coaches in the NFL, and there's guys that are great assistants for a reason, dude. 
You know what I mean? And some the the great assistants understand that, and that's why they stay assistants or they try to be a head coach and they end up sucking and there's an assistant the rest of their career. I just think that that's just how the cookie crumbles, dude. It takes a, it takes a certain person to be a head coach. Definitely agree with you. Now running down their schedule. I got them starting on four, honestly. Losing to new England, losing to Baltimore, losing to Buffalo and Cincinnati. They beat the jets. Are they at Cincinnati or, Oh yeah, that is they tough. Oh yeah, they at Cincinnati. They're at New Jersey. They at the Jets, so they're in New York. Um, well, New Jersey technically. Um, then they play Minnesota. Then Pittsburgh. Those are pretty much two toss ups. They could beat the Lions. They on well. Then they got back to back road games against the Detroit, Detroit and Chicago. Then they're back at home against Cleveland. They definitely should beat Houston. They losing to the Niners. Losing to the Chargers. Losing to the Bills, losing to Green Bay. They might beat New England week 17. Yeah, the, this under is going to – I'll definitely bet this under. Yeah, I like the under too. They they will probably win that Cleveland game because that's in Miami, especially if Deshaun Watson's playing because there's a lot of massage parlors out in Florida. So <laughs> he, he could be tied up that weekend. Damn, Deshaun Watson, bro. <laughs> what, what are you thinking, dog? Hey, the one thing uh, – I said this on uh, on our podcast last year when I forget what West Coast team went to Miami and they got fucking they lost oh two years ago when the Rams went to Miami and ended up losing. I always say, dude, Miami has the best home record versus West Coast teams, and it doesn't matter how good those West Coast teams are. Like for some reason, West Coast teams cannot play in Miami, dude. They go out there and party, bro. You in Miami. <laughs> I mean, it's a West Coast, dude. You got the same thing over here, basically. Yeah, no curfew. Then they serve liquor all night. Yeah. You no know, strip clubs is totally nude. You know, you got they go to Miami and have a ball. Well, that's why. That's why I don't like, um, you know, the North teams going down there in the winter because you get the Miami flu. You know what and I mean? That, like you're in that, that you're in that cold weather all winter, and then you go down to Miami and you're like, "Whoo, let's go, baby!" And you, you gotta, a little more relaxed. He's got to let loose. Yep. So, I mean, that, that could benefit Miami. But the thing is, is that, honestly, they play, like, all good teams. <laughs> and they yeah, they're not. Yeah, they, they play. They go to the West Coast for all the West Coast teams they play. Let me see how many playoff teams they play. They play one, two, three, four, five, six. Six playoff teams. Wait, did the Pistons... Pittsburgh didn't make it to the playoffs last year, did they? Mm, no, they missed it because uh, the Raiders. The Raiders, won the last yeah, game. the Raiders won. Okay, yeah. So they play six playoff teams next year, and they they losing to all of them. Yeah, no, I like the under nine here. I think that. Yeah, like, I think that honestly think, might be the best bet from here. Yeah, they might win only like five, six games max. Honestly, I see they beat Detroit, they beat Chicago, they beat probably beat the Jets twice. And maybe they beat Minnesota, Pittsburgh, and they beat well, they beat Houston too. So yeah, I say five, seven games max, probably at the max eight. They're not yeah under. Yep, I'm with you. All right, let's talk about this last team over under eleven and a half for the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills eleven and a half games though. That's a lot. That's a lot. Let me look at the schedules. So they start off 
They're so at they LA. Out. They started they start the season off. I think they could beat Baltimore, beat Pittsburgh. But they go at they go back to back road games at Miami, at Baltimore. That could be pretty tough. Yeah, they might lose to Baltimore. Both ten AM kickoffs. They beat Pittsburgh. They might I don't see them. They might beat KC. They do for a win against Kansas City. I'll give them that win. They should have won the playoff game, honestly. Yep. Green Bay. I don't know. That's a toss up. That's a, on a, a Sunday night. They beat the Jets. Beat Minnesota. Beat Cleveland. Beat Detroit. I think they split with the uh, Patriots. Mm. Didn't they win I both think, games against the Pats last year? Yeah, I think they might win both this year too. Honestly, I might take the over. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, eleven and a half is just a lot, but I do lean the over too. Honestly, I think I think Buffalo is the best team in the NFL, and I I think they're going to win the title this year. Like that's one team that I would play the future to win. Yeah, and getting Von Miller is definitely going to prove a pass rush. Last year, their defense. Last Today year, their defense. Irving last year was like top ten DVO, or they were like top three DVOA for like the first half of the year, and then they just like tailed off at the end, dude. Like just weird shit. Did, when did Tredavious White get hurt? Because I'm pretty sure that probably has something to do with it. I think it did, but they were still pretty good for a while. It, it was all when that fucking, uh, they lost that Monday nighter to Tennessee, dude. Yeah, that was that was a horrible loss. And they dominated that game, dude. Like, they they, they, uh, they absolutely was... dominated and they lost. <laughs> it was just weird, bro. Derrick Henry just went fucking ham, dude. Yeah, he played the first 11 games and then he got hurt. Yeah, so that's that makes perfect sense because they they definitely tailed off defensively at the end, dude. Yeah, so hopefully Tre'Davious can stay healthy. They got Von Miller, future Hall of Famer. Yeah, but I mean, Von's um, only going to be like a one down player at this point. Nah, because you got you got to realize when you're not having to when he can actually rush the passer and not have to play against the run twenty four seven because he was always trailing. When he got to the rounds, he looked like the Von Miller old, especially in the playoffs. So I think he got enough left in the tank to help them win some games. Definitely give them if playoff Von show up, look out because they could be headed to the Super Bowl. Uh, oh no, they're going to the Super Bowl. I think so. Um, let's I see. So. They had a solid draft too. Yeah, they've drafted well the last two years. Yeah, so. I don't know, I like the Bills, man. I think uh, Josh Allen proved a lot of people wrong. Oh, yeah. I mean, not many guys <laughs> go from, like, 52% to, like, 67% in a year, dude. Yeah, that he's he, he's dead. He, he dedicated himself to his craft, hired that coach, that personal um Jordan personal Palmer. coach for the offseason. Yeah, so yeah, he's looking, what, top two, top three quarterback? Most people got – he's definitely in everybody's top five now, so I got him, what, top three, top four. Yep. Plus Only his two. ability to, to make plays. Yeah, his legs is very underrated. So, as long as he stay healthy, I think the Bills go over. Yep, I I definitely agree. I mean, he almost single handedly beat Tampa last year, dude. That shit was. That's really when I was like, all right, dude, he's he's solid, dude. He's he's that guy. He's good to go. I like I like the Bills. I think only knack of derail them is injuries. Um, might not. They could very well win the AFC. I could see that definitely. They just got to find a way to beat. If it comes down to them and the Chiefs again, they got to find a way to beat the Chiefs, I think. Well, I think their defense is going to be much improved this year. Plus, they're deeper. You know what I mean? Yeah, 
then yeah, hopefully White stays healthy. You know, most people got him as a top. Really, their top biggest weakness was running two, the ball. Top five corner. They have to run the ball, I mean, they got to be able to yeah, run they, the ball. They, they, they cook, so and he was a second round pick, so I'm pretty sure that's going yep. uh, shine through them running the ball more. I think. Let me see what they hired as a OC too, because they lost Dable. So, oh yeah, who did they bring in? Hopefully they just like promoted one of their assistants. That way it's a smooth transition. Ken Dorsey. He was their quarterback coach, right? Yeah. So they they stayed with uh yeah, they stayed within the system. So the offense is gonna look pretty much the same. Hopefully uh six more to the run game though, because once Allen got hot, the only run game they had was Josh Allen. Yeah, so. that's an issue, bro. You gotta be able to run the ball, man. Especially in the playoffs, dude. You have to be able to run the ball and control the clock. You know what I mean? Especially if you have a good offense, dude. Shout out to uh, Andy Reid. That motherfucker needs to start running the ball. Yeah, I think yeah. If he would have ran the ball against the Chiefs, they would have. I mean, the Bengals they would have went to the Super Bowl. That's all he had to do, bro. They were dropping eight. This motherfucker wants to throw it every fucking play. First two postseason games, his completion percentage was seventy-seven point four percent. Yeah, bro, pretty incredible. Last year, offensively, they were tenth uh, DVOA, thirteenth in pass, ninth in rush, but. That's really all Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah that, that was, definitely wasn't their running backs. Yeah, so I definitely think they're going to have to improve. They got to be better running the ball, but I definitely think they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Which uh, how know, many how many turnovers did they force last year? I don't think they forced that many turnovers either. Um, they did in the beginning because they were beating the dog shit out of teams. Remember they were mm-hmm. winning by like I don't know I don't have the number up right now, but they were the like. Here, I got I got football outsiders up right here. So DVOA, they were uh, let me see here. number one DVOA, and that's really because they were so good in the beginning of the year. Number one against a pass, eleventh against a rush. They got to be better against a run. Um, it finished plus eight. It was one, two, three, four, five, six. It was top ten in turnovers too. Number seven. Yeah. And their weighted DVOA was three, so I mean that's that's pretty good, dude. That's like elite level. So I think, I mean, dude, I think they're going to be pretty good. Yeah, because you look at yeah. the top five DVOA defenses last year. I think we would all agree they're the top five defenses: Buffalo, Dallas, New Orleans, New England, and the Rams. Dallas won the good defense, so they give up a lot of yards. I don't know. You put more into the DVOA than me. I'm not really a big believer in that, but. Dude, it's real, bro. Every year, the top DVOA team wins the Super Bowl. Last year, the Rams were the top DVOA team. They win the Super Bowl. Year before that, it was uh, who the fuck won the Super Bowl in 2020? The Tampa Bay Bucks, dude. They were number Bucks. one DVOA all year. It was. Yeah. <clears throat> DVOA is it's real, bro. It's absolutely real. I mean, look at the top defenses, dude. Buffalo, Dallas, New Orleans, New England, the Rams. Arizona, but you got to remember, Arizona, the first 11 weeks of the season was really good, and they fucking just fell off the face of the earth. Uh, I think injuries killed them. Yep. The Niners, Indy, Tampa, Miami, top 10. Those were all top 10 defenses last year for sure. They almost all made the playoffs, and the Super Bowl winner was top, what, top two, top three? Yep. Well, all right, Bills over. I like the Bills. Josh Allen, 
keep doing your thing. <laughs> if they play, but unfortunately, if they play my Broncos in the playoffs, they got to take an L. You feel me? Um, that probably won't happen. <laughs> we're gonna get to we're gonna get to that later on before the season kicks off. We'll we'll go through our division winners and then our uh, Super Bowl winners and stuff. Let's go, y'all. Well, let's let's get some best bets for tomorrow, Irv. Let's get some My best, best bets for bet, the people. I'm going to take the Dodgers. We've got Catman on the mound. Then lights out. Tony Gonsolini and Tyler Molly. I actually like the Dodgers, too. Minus one and a half runs. I think they, I think they're due, dude. They're due to go on a run, bro. And Freddie Freeman got to step up with Mookie Betts being out. Yeah, it's his time. And I also got another best bet. We're going to take White Sox plus money at home against Toronto. I don't really love backing Dylan Cease, but Gaussman has been so fucking bad in his last four starts. And the biggest difference is teams are not swinging at his splitter and forcing him to come into the zone. He went from over 60% swing percentage. Yep. Over 60% swing percentage on pitches out of the zone to about 40%. And his zone contact percentage over 87% in the last four starts, including a couple 90%ers. Toronto is also a right-handed heavy lineup. And Dylan Cease against righties this year only allowing a split or a slash line. 193, 285, 350 slugging. I don't think Toronto should be favored at all on the road here. Give me Dylan Cease and the White Sox. You can get about plus 115 right now. Let's lock that shit up. Let's get it and head to the window, baby. We gotta get some. We gotta win. I, we gotta bounce back after that fucking Angels game today, dude. That was yeah, fucking dude. bullshit, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was man, what the fuck is up with Shohei, man? He can't hit no more, bro. I've st- I kept telling people last year in the second half, I full tailed off so much, bro. Like, I just think, like- honestly, I just think hitting and pitching is so difficult, dude. I think that them changing that ball and then the late start, I think that's having a real effect on the hitting right now. Yeah, well, like, dude, that fucking Brandon Lowe shot today, that shit looked like a home run. Shit just That died. was heartbreaking. That reminded me of Gavin Lux against the, uh, what's the names in the playoffs last year? Oh, the Braves? Against the Giants. Was it the Giants? Yeah, it was the Giants at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. When you hit that ball, I'm like, oh, we tied it. Oh, yeah, that, that was shit. in, like, the bottom of the ninth. Ninth, that shit died on the warning track. Yeah, he smacked that, too. That was crazy, <laughs> bro. That was a crazy one. Nah, definitely looking forward to tomorrow. There, There is a great MLB slate tomorrow, which I've already, like, been looking at a little bit today. So, very much looking forward to tomorrow. Always love fading Kevin Gaussman because he won us over four grand last week. So, <laughs> gotta love it. We will uh, we'll continue to take it. Let's Shout go. out to the Tigers, too. That three-word triple in the bottom of the knife. <laughs> The that was uh no the Rangers. Oh the Rangers, Rangers, yeah. We, yeah, we shout had out the, to Rangers the Rangers against the Tigers. Yeah. Needed that one. I was I told you, bro, that because that day everything went our way and then the next day everything went against us, dude. And that's just yeah, the way things go. Just how it goes, bro. Thank you everybody for joining us though. Uh make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code Taproom for ten dollars off your first purchase of twenty-five dollars or more. That's craft beer delivered straight to your front door. You don't even got to fucking move. For Swerving Irving, Washington, I'm Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Lads, we will see y'all later. I'll be back tomorrow night with uh, Ben, and then I'll be back with Eddie on Wednesday. Enjoy. 
the MLB slate. We we're over with basketball, bro. Yeah. Did you watch the parade today? Nah, you know, man, fuck the Warriors. <laughs> the only thing, only thing good about that finals is Boston did get, get number eighteen. That's the only thing I'm at. All right, y'all have a great night. Enjoy your Tuesday.